going on? Welcome to German Chocolate, Life of a Mixed Girl. I'm Jessica Vivian, a.k.a. German Chocolate, or at Real German Chalk on all of my social accounts. And this episode is called Overnight Success. Now that sounds pretty confident, right? <laughs> and that's actually what this episode is all about, confidence. Because apparently, like a lot of entertainers feel... Sometimes not so confident. Sometimes we feel we have imposter syndrome. And this weekend, I was reminded of something. This weekend, I was at a 4th of July party at my sister's house. And my mom, who's always been saving all of the memories, like a good mom does, right? <laughs> and um, she always had all of the VHSs. And then she had them... Uh, converted into DVDs. Then when the DVDs didn't work, she now had them digitized or digitalized, <laughs> converted to digital files. And she was like, well, this should last now, right? And I was just chilling in the pool and she came over with her phone and she's like, look what I got. And I was like, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> and she showed me and I almost fell off of my beach chair. Here it is. The video from when I was 14 years old and I was on German national television on a very popular talk show. If you want to see what that was like, go ahead over to my Instagram because I just recently posted a clip of that. This was actually the first time I've seen it because every other time before I either hid behind the sofa, closed my ears, closed my eyes. I was always like horrified, but this time it felt different. I was looking at a little girl oh my god I was like look at this cute little girl oh my gosh it didn't I didn't even feel like it was myself <laughs> and I'm like look at her confidence she's just standing there answering all the questions and then just goes out there and sings a cappella, a Christina Aguilera song and let me tell you that was not the first or last time I would just pick a ridiculous song somewhere where it counts <laughs> On another episode, maybe episode 10 or 11, I think I talk about how I had the chance to audition like um, like a one-on-one, -on -one, not like a whole room of people auditioning. And I don't know how I got this opportunity, I, I don't know, uh, for a German girl group host really popular at the time. We're talking 2000. <laughs> this was maybe then 2001, but the TV show was in 2000, 23 years ago. And uh, I had picked a song by the Backstreet Boys, and uh, I sang as all of them. And as I said in that episode then, it holds true to now, uh, where she was like, yeah, don't pick something where there are multiple singers and then sing everyone. That That's just not an advantage. <laughs> so if you've thought about that before, or have done it, or were thinking about doing it, don't do it. Yeah. Also, don't pick like something that you really love, like Adele or something, because I really loved Christina Aguilera. So if you want to experience this cringy moment with me, I have no issue in sharing this. Trying to boost that confidence. <laughs> so head over to my Instagram, at Real German Talk. Um, so why am I bringing that up? Why overnight success? Why is confidence so important? On my episode, Happy New Year, I talk about how I don't do New, Re New Year re resolutions, um, but I pick three words for the year that I work on, set actionable goals. And I met my wonderful agent, Theo, um, 
at the end of last year in December in Hollywood during a showcase. And let me tell you. So it was like a four or five day event. It started with a commercial. We did training with casting directors and then did a showcase for managers and agents for commercial. Then we did the same for theatrical. And then on the last day, we did it for voiceover. And... When they all came in, I was like, oh, that's so nerve-wracking. Oh, my God. I'm going <laughs> to just do these reads, like one um, practice one, one cold read. And I went up. I was like, do-do-do. I was wearing like a skirt. And they were like, oh, my gosh, look at you. so cute. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I got a compliment. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is VO, so it doesn't really matter. Right? <laughs> but it's like first impression. And then I did my first read. I guess maybe probably was okay. And then here goes the second one, which is the cold read. Most people had their phones. I really didn't want to take up my phone and then kind of do the whole, like, zoom in. So I thought, you know what, I'll just write it out. And no excuses, but this is this is my, <laughs> my excuse right now. I wrote it on a piece of paper, like a notepad, with my handwriting that is so horrible most of the time. I don't really know what I wrote, <laughs> at least a few words. And this was like a fast food spot, I think. And so I hear him, okay, okay, <gasps> oh, mistake, <laughs> and then if you're watching and not just listening, I probably did something like this, <laughs> don't ask me why, I, I just did it, and um, <clears throat> Jennifer Sunbell was there uh, too, because she was one of the coaches that day, um, and she was like, hey, no worries. This happens to all of us. You know, we make mistakes and then we'll just take a quick beat and then go from there. I knew that. I knew that. I had directed sessions before and I've been doing this. This wasn't my first time, but I, I needed that reminder because when you're really nervous, you should still remember to do the things that you do every day, especially when it counts. <laughs> so everybody was kind of like just, I guess, trying to make me feel better. But there was something I knew like, there was something when I saw Theo already walking in, I was like, oh, I think this is a guy that I really want to impress. I just feel it. There's something there. You know when you just meet someone and you're like, connection. And then he was going to say something, but we were running out of time. And the person directing it, she was like, all right, we're going to move to the next person. And there was just no way. I just needed to know what this person who I felt like this is the agent <laughs> was going to say. So at the end of all of it, I was like, hey, Theo, I I, I'm going to lose sleep if I don't know what you were going to say. And um, I don't exactly remember everything he said, but he was being really nice. He was talking about, you know, the things that he liked about me, what he felt like. Um, and obviously that I have another skill, which is German. Um, that was awesome. But he said, you need to work on your confidence. You know, that in this industry, you need to be confident. And uh, so I made it my mission. So that became um, my, one of my three guiding words. And, uh, well, how do you do that? You got to put yourself out there. You got to do things. You're worried. So every cold email that I'm like, mm, <laughs> just do it and uh, choose the right words. Don't do like the girl thing. What a shoulda, coulda, maybe if you kind of whatever. And I'm working on it. So I needed that reminder. But then seeing that video of this girl just going out there in full confidence 
And this is only half of the story, because the story starts with how I even got there. So if you saw it already and read the captions, okay, this is a recap, but this is just a few seconds. One day, <laughs> at the time, I was working with some people in the Tone Studios doing some walla for some uh, music, like clapping and hey and whatever and shouting. And uh, then I was going to work on an actual track. There was somebody who was going to sponsor it. And I think some things kind of didn't go well. And I was mad. And I was going to take matters into my own hands. So I went up to the computer. At the time, there was modem. It was 2000. Logged onto the internet. Went onto the ProSieben website. <laughs> Probably picked Nicole because she was the most popular at the time. And this is what I wrote. Nicole, help! I want to be a star! <laughs> Not sure why I picked that word, but it's, I guess, a really dramatic confident. Submit. Done. Uh, not like you're gonna hear something, right? Yeah, no. They called. They did. <laughs> My mom's like, uh, uh here's Posey on the phone for you? Hello? <laughs> and, um, they're like, hey, so we got your message. We don't really have an episode right now for anything like that, but we have a, um, an episode coming up, I think like a couple of weeks, uh, for aspiring models. And there's going to be an industry expert. She could probably still give you some advice. Are you interested? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they were like, all right, just uh, sing a little bit something for us real quick. So I go, la, 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 whatever I sing. And they're like, cool, done. We're going to send you everything by mail and then just get ready and blah, 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 blah. And that's how it happened. And I have another similar story to that, which I think the inspiration behind that was that is uh, many, many years later, after moving to the U.S. and moving back to Germany, working like a regular job, already forgotten all about the industry stuff. Um, <laughs> I lived somewhere like mid-Germany in, uh, in Kaiserslautern, but I'm from Augsburg. So I was at the office uh, just working and I was listening to my radio station from back home. And they're like, hey, we have this. Who's going to be the next radio star? never really thought about it but I was like oh that sounds like something super cool I can use my voice which I always wanted to do I always wanted to entertain because as a kid I used my grandma's video camera and uh, I recorded myself being a talk show host it was Viv TV Viv TV why well I was born in 86 and there were tons of Jessica so Vivian seemed uh better <laughs> more unique and I took the camera everywhere I would invite my friends and I put like little sofas I would go over their house I would shoot commercials Ikea and all kinds of stuff but singing was my real passion so from the age I was five I was told I was rapping to get a boys then there are videos that are going to surface soon as my mom's going through everything and editing um nine years old girl group my best friend mary and our friend beata just right there singing songs that are i would say kind of like <laughs> megan the stallion kind of but in german rap sing songs Nicki minaj <laughs> for the time but we didn't know what we were singing and that's up there full confidence dancing and rapping and singing and whenever i saw stage i was like oh snap a contest downtown just a stage right here okay and then i go up first song kind of okay second song totally bombed like don't sing whitney houston what <laughs> but i won a hundred dollars that was awesome um <laughs> 
And I've been in theater. I was singing in school choirs. I I had a private and group lessons uh, in music, um, the gospel choir led by Roberta Kelly. And I am not the best singer, but I love to sing and I love to train and love to practice and I know vocal technique. So I remember one of the agents at the showcase where I met my agent um, was like, he was from a really big agency. Uh, <laughs> he was like, Oh, something, something singing. He's like, yeah, all singers become voice actors or all voice actors have singing background or something. He's like, that's nothing new. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, I guess it makes sense. So blah, 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 all of that. So I'm like, cool, let's apply for like record something for this radio superstar thing. And no shit, they called. <laughs> You are one of five winners. Oh my gosh, I hit my mic stand. This is how excited I still am about this. I was like, what? At the time, I didn't know. I had researched before. They actually did pick people for one of their radio slots, but they were kind of just trying to find someone for if they ever needed someone or events. And um, there were four guys and it was me. So I drove down to Augsburg and it was so cool. We were in the studio. We got to do a workshop, how the research goes. It was like an all-day thing. And then putting segments together, um, picking stuff. And then we went in and recorded with the whole music and the clip-ins. I still have it. I'm, I'm not sure I'm confident enough to do so because it was terrible. <laughs> I was terrible. I, every All the four guys went before me. And they were freaking killing it. One guy sounded a little more like a news anchor, but so good. And the other ones, wow, they should have been on the radio right on the spot. They had experience with their YouTube channel and like their own little radio shows. I'm not sure. Probably my confidence got me in there again. <laughs> uh, and there, the guy was like, um, he was one of the main hosts, someone doing the workshop. He said, man, people believe anything you'd say, just the way you say it. And that's great. But... The way I was doing it, I was too much on script from everything I had prepared. I was just... <gasps> so it, sound, it didn't sound like I had just made it up in the moment. Which that's something as a voice actor is also really important. Because as we get a script, we're not just reading it, right? We're like living, breathing it. What happened before? What's happening after? You still have to think as the character. I mean, yeah. Even commercial. I was going to say just character. But yeah, even some commercials. But... <laughs> um. So I was a little bummed and like cringed out, but it was the coolest experience. And I took that little nugget that he said, you can believe that. So I'm constantly hearing this, how confident I am. And as a little girl, I'm going up. And uh, even once, I don't know how I got this opportunity. Don't ask me. Opportunities just happen. So I'm very lucky. And I like that. Thank you, universe. But I was probably 15, and um, always the brand that does pads and panty liners, they were making an educational video for the Department of Education in uh, Bavaria. And somehow I ended up as an extra. So I went there, I was doing my extra work, and at the end of the day at the, um, the Munich um, uh, Film Studios in Germany, a guy came up, hey, um, we'd like to call you back uh, for tomorrow, just one line if you're interested. I was like, cool, yeah. I guess the reason why I maybe have not pursued it was I was 15 years old. I came back the next day and I waited like 10, 12 hours or something like that really early in the morning. We drove like 45 minutes to an hour to get there and waited. It was like one of these places, um, like model home communities because they needed the house for it. 
And I was like the friend of a girl that lived in that house and her brother had a crush on me. And at the time I thought I was doing everything wrong. And now I learned with on-camera experience now a little bit <laughs> that this was normal, that you're gonna have to say it quite a few times and they're gonna come from a few different angles. But I was like, I'm just saying the one thing and they keep on wanting me to say it again. Hello, Tom, hello, Tom, hello, Tom. <laughs> and just, I was walking and saying, okay, back, okay, from the beginning. And um, yeah, that was it. I never thought acting was something I wanted to do. It's even when I was acting at the Freilichtbühne in Hallenberg, my intention wasn't that I wanted to be an actor. My intention was um, I had just moved into a new area. Like I knew nobody there and it was a small town. I just wanted to connect with people. So I, I was looking what creative things were out there. And oh my gosh, they have this outdoor community theater with like 2,000 seats and people travel with buses to come see them. I was like, this is freaking cool. I just want to be part of it. So I like emailed the director and they're like, yeah, we have auditions coming up in a couple months. Just come in. And I was just part of the assembly with my son. He was there with me all three years <laughs> as part of the assembly. And the last year, I actually got to do a little choreography. So it's really cool. Um, and there were musicals all the years, so I also got to sing. That was nice. And on the second year, there was a new director, and we were doing Some Like It Hot, which in the black and white movie was Marilyn Monroe. And it's usually played as a Marilyn Monroe character. The guy wanted to switch it up, wanted to make it a little jazzy. So he was like, would you audition for this part? I was like, oh my gosh, people are going to kill me. This is my second year here. But some people have like been born into this theater. And that was, I just wanted to be part of a community. And I love singing. <laughs> well, okay. And um, I went back and a couple callbacks and uh, got the part. And it was freaking amazing because it opened up doors I never thought were going to open up. Um, I got one-on-one vocal coaching that I hadn't had in years. And uh, I got acting coaching one-on-one -on -one, and, of course, with the scene partners and learned about table reads and just the whole process and, you know, with the mics and, and, and like, everything. It, it was so different from school theater and, uh, and the challenges of acting and singing outdoors with any weather, even when it was raining. Rain or shine, <laughs> unless it was boring. Sometimes we'd just take a break and then go again. Um, so... Okay, that sounds like I'm pretty confident, right? And a little sprinkle of luck. Why did I take a 10 plus year break from if that's something I always wanted to do since I was like five, six, seven years old and I've always been on the stage and always involved? And I mean, that was, I was in my late 20s when I was doing that, like 28, 9, 30. And I think <laughs> somewhere around there. And I tell you why. There were a couple of things. There was some intimidation. I would have never thought I was going to move to the United States. And if, hello, this is where stars are born. And I don't, even though that message to Nicole was like, I want to be a star. I don't want to be a star. I, I don't like a lot of attention, which is how voice acting is actually pretty cool. It's behind the mic and only who wants to know who's that character can look it up and find me and hey, let's hang out. Um, but I love... I love like an audience. I love to perform. I love the energy that you get. That's why singing is also so special. I love how my vocal cords feel when I talk, when I sing, how they vibrate. For the longest, I didn't like listening to my voice. And um, 
you know, now I've gotten used to it. Now a lot of times I enjoy it. My own jokes, my own videos, my own everything. <laughs> so um, a lot of things changed. But it's in America, there's no way. But I was never planning to move to America in the first place. Off that also just happened when I was 19. My sister decided to come to the United States. So listen back to some of the first couple of episodes. You'll find out what happened. And I know at some point I go more into the now uh, so if there's something you're missing, you're curious about, like the people that read the first chapters of my book that was before the podcast was there, the reason why the podcast is here, <laughs> then uh, just give me a shout out and ask me what happened and I'll make an episode <laughs> to clear some things up. But then I came here on a one-way ticket and just was like, oh, there's a job open at the gas station. Cool. Yeah, I'll make some money. That's cool. What? Moving to Detroit um, to help out? Yeah, all right. I'll do it. Let me find a job here. Oh, cool. They're looking for a flight attendant for a private airline. That's pretty dope. All right. Let's see what happens. And then, like, I joined the military. And it was supposed to be National Guard. But then when I got out, I got on full a full um, uh, an active duty, which was awesome uh, to have that opportunity. Then I deployed. Then I got out. Then I went to school. Then I went back to Germany. I was like, pool, what am I going to do now? There was never like a career path or anything because, right, seventh, eighth grade, they're like, what are you going to be when you're an adult? And the German school system is set up very different. So, yes, it's very cool that you don't pay for school, university, and college. It's it's all free, right? It's a catch-22. Because after fourth grade, you're kind of placed into where school system society wants to have you. And there are three different main paths. So one is the one afterwards you go to fifth grade to school from fifth to 13th grade. And you do that and you do all the Latin, old Greek physics stuff. This is where you can do whatever you desire to do afterwards. Any college degree, doctor, lawyer, media, whatever. Then there's 10th grade. After that, you can kind of go to like a technical college or things for like administrative. You can work in offices and get some managerial work. And then there's ninth grade, which is also cool for people that know they don't want to go to college. They just kind of want to work. You get an uh, apprenticeship afterwards because you still have to be go to school until you're 18. So you're like, what, 14, 15 at the time. So the apprenticeship is three years. And then you learn a trade. So it's wonderful. So a lot of times if your academics aren't on point or your parents aren't already doctors and lawyers and getting you into these schools, you're just kind of stuck on the ninth or 10th path. So I was on the ninth. Eventually, uh, they came up with a with a track called M10, where in your school, you can get that 10th grade um, uh, education. You go do that year, and then you do your exam. So after ninth grade, you have to do the exam to be done with that. And 10th grade is another exam. And then usually 13th grade. And uh, I did... I did go to school one year, seventh grade, to the actual one that goes to 10th. It was so hard because they set it up for if you don't go there from fifth grade, you can't even catch up if you're from like the regular basic school. I hated it. The teachers were really tough. And I remember, and this is where I was still really confident, this one teacher, she was the meanest. Like people wrote like death threats in, in the bathroom and they called the police before when I had first gotten there, we had to give like samples of her handwriting to find out who wrote it so scary <laughs> she pulled me to the side when i said i wanted to drop out and go back you're never gonna amount to anything in your life if you leave here you're gonna be nothing great teacher right wonderful teacher 
well, yeah, whatever. That probably gave me an extra boost because I was like, okay. And I went there and then they had that program. And a guidance counselor was like, well, you're bilingual, so you must be great with languages. Turns out that's BS. Just because you grew up knowing two languages does not mean you're great at learning a third, fourth, or fifth language. has has nothing to do with it. I learned that the hard way when I, in America, it's uh, an associate's degree in Germany. It's just a two-year school um, for foreign languages. But I was like, what am I going to do with this? I hated this. <laughs> I don't like sitting in an office doing stuff, and I, I really suck at the language thing. And um, it was very British, and I was American too, and and I, I my lingo was very child teenager like because most of the time when I spoke English was on my summer breaks not really at home at home was mainly just like the music and movies and stuff and then on my summer breaks when I went to visit so I remember one time we had an interpreting class I was like oh my auntie said instead of aunt I was like oh my god so then my adult life actually is when I learned a lot of the professional English terminology. And then I was actually missing that in German because I I was a child teenager in Germany. And when I came back to Germany working at a German company, I didn't have the lingo of a German adult. So at this point, I'm 50-50 and everything, and I'm totally open about that. So then I went after that, and I was like, cool, let me just go to this one school after you did like a associate's degree kind of program you can kind of skip that 11th grade because you just did two years of college and I got my 12th year so after that you can at least go to a college college not just a technical one or a university in your field I studied foreign languages so they put that into business which I absolutely hated that so I knew I wasn't going to go to a college for business or anything like it but it saved me another year from figuring out what I was going to do since you needed that like 13 year um, to study media or anything like it. And like I said, theater and stuff wasn't something I wanted. I wanted to be an entertainer. And when I was in the United States, like I said, that just felt way out of reach. I was just kind of here just doing my thing, stumbling, stumbling, until I had an opportunity to do voiceover. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then that kind of faded away. And I had to make a decision one year. I knew there were going to be layoffs at some point, which was a year before the layoffs actually happened at the place I worked and really dug deep. What is my background? What do I love to do? And that's when it just crystallized. I love doing this podcast. I love doing anything voice. I love singing. And I may not be the best singer and I may not be the best at something, but I'm passionate and I love to learn. And even when I'm in workshops and this does happen, I like bomb or like I bombed at the showcase. <laughs> when I do the job, I do the job. I learned this in the military the hard way too. Like I do the PT and I'm always like, I don't know how many push-ups I can really do because I'm always like, mm, all right, I think I'm done. But then you do the PT test and you're like, you got to give it your all and you do it. And that's how my sessions have been so far. When I go to workshops, I'm always like, all right, okay, this is how you want to sound. This is what you're going to do. And then it doesn't always come out the way I want to, but when I'm in my session somehow, I'm like, this is it. This is how you auditioned, and this is the part. This is what they want to hear, and I feel more confident. I go in, and then they're like, one take, two take. We'll pick it or redirect. And then even when they redirect, they're like, all right, we were thinking more like this, and then bam, I got it. And that's the feedback I've been getting. I was like, why can't I do that in workshops too? I just feel too safe, I guess. <laughs> but it all crystallized. So between Theo giving me that expert 
extra <laughs> extra inspiration and my mom now on the weekend showing me that this little girl had a dream that was just crushed when I had to turn into an adult and thought this little girl from Germany could never be anything in big white America that was that 10 plus year break trying to be an adult I hated it I don't like adulting I mean I mean who likes adulting but I need a purpose and I work on my day job with a lot of older people in their 80s and their 90s. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's more than double the time I still have to go. It's definitely never too late. So even if I didn't already kind of prepare myself for the industry, which eventually, you know, these that's how that name Overnight Success came out. Um, it's going to be, they say, overnight success is 10 to 15 years of hard, consistent work. But people, you know, they don't know that before all of a sudden you're there and bam, like, where did you come from? <laughs> so I've been preparing and after this break and now I might be rusty in some things, but that's okay. I learn, I'm there, I'm trying, and I'm really trying to get that confidence back. So if you needed a reminder, <laughs> some confidence. Here's your reminder. Let's work on some confidence together. And I honestly have to say, I, I, I just recorded this episode, um right before this on a new platform because the sound uh, on Zoom isn't like the great sound on the mic, how it usually sounds, and the video is kind of meh. And this new platform, even though I heard myself great, <laughs> didn't record my sound. So I'm a little bit, a little bit mad because I, I, I found like I was able to really portray this episode in the most generous way and probably without as many stumbles of my words since this is double the time now <laughs> that I'm doing this and it's kind of hot it's 100 degrees outside in Florida and this closet is kind of hot so let me just double check on something oh yeah so little girl always singing always kind of acting for some weird reason I was always making up choreographies right don't ask me why I'm not I was never a good dancer I'm not now I tried to do hip-hop I just I just I'm like oh this is too fast I can't learn it that way and even though I did carnival dancing when I was little that was I kind of got that but still always nervous like theater acting everything's live and you can't mess up <laughs> I think that's like the worst you got one shot and um but when I was 16, uh, when I was into the Christina Aguilera and 30 Dancing 2 Cuban Nights or Havana Nights or something like that, and uh, all of that, I was like, I want to learn how to dance salsa. And it was really expensive. So I got like the beginner one and I started uh, advanced dancing. And then I was like, hey, I, I won't be able to afford this. And they're like, hey, we really like you and, and you work really hard. How about you come in an hour early, help out with the beginner classes, and then you can dance for free freaking amazing I got an opportunity like this is awesome and because of my hard work a lot of times people don't see it you see me you see the smiley face you see the energy and you're like this girl is crazy <laughs> but there is a lot of hard work behind this <laughs> so I did that and I really regret that um I stopped dancing at some point you know a lot of people came and went and there were all adults I was the only teenager in there like 15 16 and uh when my friend was like, oh my god, we're getting the first cheerleading squad in the history in this town. It's Germany. We don't really do cheerleading because we don't really have American football. And I was like, cool, everyone's going. And I was just kind of like a base. And I was just there. And we never had the cute outfits. We started out with some shorts and like polo shirts. 
and uh, I regret it. And it, I think it would have been cool. I, w I was decent, I guess, in it. And um, I just continued it. But I found my passion. My voiceover singing is a big part of it, too, and how your voice travels and the energy. When I watch anime, to me, it's more emotional than a lot of live action. Like, I'm happy with the characters and I cry with the characters. And that's how music makes you feel, too. And like I said, it's not about being a star or famous. I don't actually, I really don't want that. I like my privacy. Um, I just want to be able to work on projects where I can make somebody feel how I feel when I listen to others and watch things. And one day, hopefully, voice a character that goes to conventions and share the love for this character with many other people. And this has really nothing to do with wanting to be famous, just connecting. Same even with my son. I feel like I, I really realize crystallizing what I want to do. I really want to hone into video games. I feel like this is my from my background, not just like language can sometimes be a component or my military component. Authoritative and badass characters seem to be the thing that people want <laughs> a lot. And I guess they are in video games, even though I'd like to voice something sweet one day too. <laughs> um, but there's something I could share with my son for the rest of his baby plays still video games most men play video games until forever <laughs> and be like hey this new game's out and guess what now i can say it i'm in it let's go get it and play it together so this is more of a component of being part of a community being part of sharing something together being part of emotions and when this overnight success happens for this first big thing that i can share um i'm so, gonna be so excited to share it there's some things in the pipeline. I, I now understand when voice actors are like, hey, if you come across this commercial or this part of the game, can you share it? Because I'm constantly hunting down stuff. Like, I booked um, two commercial jobs in May. One, I was more like of an extra, but that's not going to be to the end of the year, wherever it comes out. And um, the other one was industrial. So cool, so fun, comedic. And that's where I learned, apparently, I can play a really good bitchy person. <laughs> I was like, I gotta fix this face before I go home. <laughs> we were there half day. It was like four or five hours. And um, they they loved that character. And it, it was so much fun, even with a lot of the waiting. And, you know, until it's my part and a lot of the repetition. It's just so much fun. But there's a strict NDA and the material can't be released. So... I'm also waiting for two movies to come out to whatever streaming service they might come out. So I don't know where it'll come out. I don't know when. I researched a company that I had to sign with over the studio that I'm on the roster for. And I was like, where have they, you know, who've they been working with so far? And then I'm looking, where is the original movie maybe out right now on which video platform? And I'm constantly clicking and like searching the two movies where I voiced various people in there. I just want to see it, hear it, share it. So there are a few things in the pipeline that I'm just not able to share and I'm constantly looking for. Like last year when I got that mobile um, game character, I was playing the game. I was like, who knows? I don't even know where this character comes up. And then I like eventually I was like, whatever, I stopped playing. And then I went back one time. I finally that cutscene came. And then I, I hear the name. She's like, oh, she said, Valerie. Oh, my God, it's about to come up. I got to screen record. Maybe I'll only see this one time. Who knows if I can go back to it and, like, screen record before I continue. And there she goes. I hear the first line. And I was like, oh, it was like two, three lines I did. But I heard the first one. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in this. This is my voice. And I needed the boost. 
especially thinking how I get my my commercial agent um, last year uh, in in October, and uh, my LA voiceover agent this year in January. So things have been slow, anyways, with the uh, impending writer strike, then writer strike. So finally, commercials at least are coming back um, a little more. Uh, but it was really slow for three to four months, just nothing. I'm just me practicing, going into workshops. I was in at a theater taking classes um, and just working my craft, but it's still frustrating. You know, they say, and I, I really don't like this, they say it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I like sprints because I don't like running. <laughs> I'm like, I like to like give it my all and then like, whew, how did I do? But in, in real life, I mean, I can't, I, I'm obviously going for the long uh, run and there's never like this one point of arrival, right? Uh, but I actually want to give it a new perspective. I don't like marathon. I'd like to say the journey of a voice actor is like a hike. Why? Well, every path is different. It doesn't matter if you're hiking in LA, there's tons of different ones hiking somewhere else in the world. But when you hike... Depends on the weather, the climate, and you start walking, and then it might be a little rough uphill. Then it might be really stagnant. There's just nothing to see, nothing. It's just kind of boring until you get somewhere, and then you're climbing again. Maybe you get to rappel, but in between, you're taking breaks to take in the scenery. Maybe there's a waterfall or like an animal, hopefully not a snake, a spider, a cougar, like a cute animal or something, <laughs> and you're taking in how you feel and the people you're enjoying this hike with and even when you reach the top which we know there isn't like a top you still got to go back down and then what eventually you want to go on a new hike so i like this because you're experiencing a bunch of different things and feeling things and there's a climb and there's a stagnancy and then all of the beauty in there. A marathon is just like, you just like prepped a long time and you get running. I don't want to say just. If you're a runner, you might love it. But for people like me who are not runners, I like the hike, hiking metaphor. <laughs> so you relate. I really like this. So I've come to enjoy it now that the last few weeks again, like projects came up and more auditions on camera and voiceover and I want to take this again for another slow time because, I mean, it's always going to be up and down. And somehow it's either super crazy, everything at once, or it's like crickets, cricket, cricket. <laughs> and then everything at once. I need to get that out of my head so the universe stops doing that. <laughs> get a little bit of balance. But yeah, so what's overnight success? <sighs> a lot of hard work. No matter how much, if you put that over 10, 15, 20, 30 years, if you just day and night hone in over a couple years to reach whatever your goal is. You know, your goal is different from somebody else's goal. And what? Is it a realistic goal? Attainable goal? Like, how are you going to do it? In a sprinkle of luck. But I've been preparing for this for all of my life. And then I lost it. I lost the spark, the dream. I was just being an adult and being miserable. And I found it again. You're never too old. doesn't matter. Like, even if I hadn't prepared this and I just, let's say... Somebody was like, oh, we like your face. Like, start commercial acting, and then you get into that and voiceover acting. And um, then you're like, oh, cool, let me take some classes. You can still be great. 
And if you're 50 and you're like, you were already an expert in something and trying something new, why not? Like I said, you get 30, 40, 50 years, who knows how long. And if you don't and you really want to do something you love, right? You never know. Something could happen anytime. And then if, if, you, if you're already retired, even more time. And you probably get some money on the side to just do what you do. What I've learned when I was in LA was there are not actually that many people in that age group, um, especially non-union or starting out. A lot of them have been in the industry for a long time, so they need to get paid a little more. So they're always like looking for 60 plus um, age people. So do what you love. And whenever that day comes and it feels like an overnight success, and think about all the hard work you put in. All of those dreams are like me, that little girl that was burning to be an entertainer. And now I got my fire back. So thank you to my lovely agent for reminding me I need confidence. Thank you for my mom who showed me that it's always been there, just kind of buried. And thank you for everyone supporting me on this journey. And that's it. Another episode of German Chocolate, Life of a Mixed Girl. Over and out.